the College Planning Edge. Multiply your odds of getting into your dream college and get your hands on thousands of dollars of fat, juicy scholarships. Brought to you by Lockwood College Prep, helping college-bound families get the edge in college admissions, financial aid, scholarships, and test prep. Hello, young college lover. Hello. Andy Lockwood here, introducing the episode that Pearl and I recorded on October 13th, 2020, about should you check the yes box, meaning on the common application, it asks you if you should indicate you want financial aid, and the question is, should you indicate that or indicate you do not want to be considered for need-based financial aid, especially if you think you can't qualify? Listen to this episode, and if you want more information, check out our website and get in touch, LockwoodCollegePrep.com. This episode um, from College Coffee Talk airs Tuesdays, 10 a.m. on our Facebook page, which is Facebook.com slash LockwoodCollegePrep. Enjoy the episode. Good morning, and welcome to College Coffee Talk. Pearl and Andy Lockwood. Hello, Pearl. Hello, Andy. Hi, everybody. About to partake in a hopefully simultaneous sip of coffee. If you are joining us today, we're going to be talking about a pressing issue that's gripping the nation. Very few people are not talking about this. <laughs> and what? Just because you were passed over for the nomination of Supreme Court justice doesn't mean you should mock my opening. Licking my wounds. Yeah. So, um, no, we're not talking about the Supreme Court justice nomination process. We are talking about should I check the early I'm sorry, should I check the financial aid yes box? On the common application, they ask you, are you applying for need-based aid? I think most schools do that, actually, not all schools. Mm-hmm. Um, should, you check the, should you check that box? And a related question, if you think you're not going to qualify, should you even submit your financial aid forms, your FAFSA and your CSS profile? So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Now for the simultaneous sip for College Coffee Talk. Once again, Virtually. you've already... Drank your two or three cups. Here we go. One, two, three. Sufficiently jittery. Yes. Well, you slept in until about five today. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We had a, we had a um, pretty busy weekend. Uh, we did some college drive-bys. You know, we have a senior, our daughter Lizzie, went up to Boston. Uh, no tours, of course. I suspect a lot of you are having the same type of, ex- of experience uh, as we have. And um, I think my personal highlight, well, so we, we saw um, Brandeis Tufts. Northeastern, BU, and Harvard. Yes. And my my um, my personal favorite was when we were in the car in Harvard Square, and Lizzie was, was screaming <laughs> out the window, "Anybody looking for a wife?" <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I appreciated that. Or when she shushed shushed us, she was like, "Quiet, I'm husband watching." <laughs> I think that was Tufts, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. She may have also screamed at safety school. Yeah. At Harvard. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, so we're good parents and great college advisors, as evidenced by that little personal anecdote. Uh, if you are just joining us, say say uh, hello in the chat. I see Chuck. Good morning to Chuck and to Carmen. All right. So, Pearl, I'm going to pose this question to you because uh, we were talking about this yesterday um, around 6.30 a.m. And... I said, oh, that'd be good to talk about um, today. Do you, do you remember that, that conversation? I do remember that conversation, okay. yes, so, of course. So just to frame this discussion, so um, there is, there's arguments 
on both sides for applying for financial aid. Of course, if you need money, uh, applying for financial aid is, is a good thing. Um, the, the contra argument is that it could hurt your chances of getting in, particularly this year in this pandemic year when a lot of colleges are sucking wind with their budgets. Um, then there's a subset of that discussion, which is what Pearl and I were focusing on because we have a lot of clients who they just won't qualify for need-based aid because they make seven figures or high six-figure incomes. And uh, we always encourage them to file anyway for, uh, for us to take care of the filings for them, the FAFSA and the CSS profile. Mm -hmm. And you point something out um, along the lines of what, not only um, why we encourage it, but some of the other things that they do in the college process, which are also, I guess, congruent with our recommendation to, um, to file those forms. So take it away. Why do we recommend that even if you think you're not going to qualify for, for need-based aid, you should still file the financial aid forms. Now I'll come back to whether you should check the box. Okay. Well, for I'll start off with some of the maybe more obvious reasons. If one does not qualify for need-based aid, why would one submit financial aid forms? Um, for those of you who may or may not be aware, there are many schools out there that require submitting financial aid forms simply to be considered for merit aid at a particular school. So failure to file financial aid forms would um, preclude you from that consideration at, at many schools. So at the very least, if for you're, example, for example, NYU, if you are looking, if you're non-need-based eligible, but would still be interested in a discount off of the cost of attendance at a particular institution like NYU, you need the prerequisite for that consideration is filing financial aid forms there, even though your finances do not show that you qualify for something else, need-based aid. Okay, so that's- let me, So let me give a specific example because okay. we had this exact scenario with someone who's applying to that school and I'm not gonna betray any confidences, several million dollars in the bank, highly regarded uh, a professional, um, I won't say his profession, but he was like, you know, does this even matter? Why I need to know about my properties and the, you know these places and whatever. And that was the that was the explanation right. that well, we've each given over several do times. Do you want a discount? I mean, I know you can pay, but do you want to pay full fare? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Most people look for a discount, irrespective of how much they can actually afford. Yeah, and in his case, and this is a sidebar here, but in his case. Uh, you point out totally self-made. He, he he worked hard for every dollar. You know, mm -hmm. it's not some inheritance or something. And um, that that's the question. Like, do you want to give too much of that away for no reason? Yes. You know, the my, my one of my favorite quotes of all time. I think it was a Morgan Stanley ad, and it had something to do with you know trying to um, invest in uh, uh, types of securities that would lower your your tax burden and and the the ad was something like the law says that you have to pay your taxes, but it doesn't say that you have to leave a tip. <laughs> and, and that's the way it is with, with college financial aid. You don't, it, have to, it, you don't have to pay full price. Exactly. I mean, there, there are other things you may want to do with the money that you get discounted. Charity, whatever. Who knows? Anyway. Buy a second home. Exactly. Okay. So that's, that's one reason. And then Retire. another reason, again, I'm getting to the whole, you know, the, the bigger our discussion of yesterday morning. But the other reason is if, if, of course, if you want to avail yourself or if you want your student child to have skin in the game, and perhaps you would like your student child to take out loans in his or her own name, then that is another 
reason you would file financial aid forms. It, it is a prerequisite to fight to obtaining loans in, in, in the college process. Okay. So those are uh, some of the more obvious reasons. But there's a strategy that we're talking about why right. you should still consider filing your so, financial aid form. So those are all sort of tactical things like you right. may need them for merit aid. You may need them for loans, et cetera. By the way, you may not, um, you may be wrong about thinking you're not going to qualify. That's true too. Yeah. That's right. right. Okay. So if you, by the way, anyone with questions, pop them in here. We will get to them. Right. And here, you know what? I'm going to think of another reason. You may be one way right now and say, oh, I got it covered. I got it covered. Let's say people may have done this a year ago. Oh, I have it covered. I'm not going to qualify. You file form. You don't file forms. And then, unfortunately, at the point in time when it comes time to pay for school, things happen. Like there's a pandemic and the world turns upside down and you lose your money. You lose your your, your funding, your entire business with all your savings. And then you have a college bill to pay, but perhaps you didn't file forms and now you're precluded from retroactively taking out loans for the year that you now have to pay for it. We actually have that example yep. this year as well. That was unfortunate. I just Very was unfortunate. That. Right. So you want to just in this whole college process, not even with financial aid, but admissions. And I am getting to the point here. Um in every regard, because we all know that there is just so much uncertainty in this process, you have to put your very best foot forward in every regard. You have to, you know, you have to consider all cases that may occur and put every one of your best feet forward, <laughs> your best foot forward all for all scenarios all that, that could come down the pike. Okay. So now, now here's, here's the the other reason, if you do not qualify for financial aid, uh, for need-based financial aid, but you show tremendous financial strength in your financial aid forms, if you were to file them, that is actually an admissions strength to your applicant. Because I'm sure you're all aware, colleges are in fact a business. And this year, these colleges, all the colleges took a big hit financially. Why? Many reasons. COVID, obviously there were some discounts that had to be offered for lack of matriculation or, or lack of offerings. In addition, lack of international students who are largely responsible for paying full ride when they come and supplementing um, many need-based kids at school. So they no longer have a lot of the international students paying that. So colleges are hurting for money. So when they are looking to fill up their class, they are looking to see who can actually pay and help sustain the financial piece of, of their agenda. Who can pay? So if you are looking to get, gain admission to a particular school, and now you give the extra added piece of information to the school through your financial aid forms that you are financially strong and can pay and will pay and will be a reliable payer for the four years of college. That is a very attractive aspect to the colleges from an admissions standpoint. Think about how many people spend countless dollars and, and time studying for the SATs, ACTs to just get extra points, extra points. 
or or hire all kinds of you know essay help essay assistants to help you craft the perfect essay which at some schools may or may not get read this is such a low hanging fruit if you have financial strength in your finances and submit financial aid forms you are signaling that college i can pay take me that's a low hanging fruit in this admissions process so let me why not do it so so let me pick up on a few things that you said here so first of all um, financial strength is something that you may not particularly feel if you, you know, if you live in a high, uh, high cost area, a lot of property taxes like Long Island or San Francisco or whatever. Um, but to the colleges, you know, that, that that's a different uh, calculation. <clears throat> so you may not feel particularly financially strong, but if you, you know, if you make, um, $250,000, 300, 500, a million, you know, whatever, you, you know, you might feel great. You may not feel great, but to the colleges, you're exactly who they want. So. Um, there's an example that I've been giving for years that we heard just again when I um, popped in the um, book on tape version of Who Gets In and Why, oh, a book yeah. I've been talking about uh, for several weeks now, which I happen to have here on my desk, which I recommend, Jeff Salingo, Who Gets In and Why, A Year Inside College Admissions. And um, he pointed out something that I thought was my original thought, but that made me realize that maybe he said it years ago, and I've just been, uh, <laughs> I, I, I plagiarized it. <clears throat> Um, and the thought was if a, if a college had a hypothetical pot of money, 60,000 bucks, and they could either give it all away to yeah. one low income family or four $15,000 scholarships to mass affluent families who can either pay full price or can get their hands on money to borrow and pay full price, you know, families making 200, 300, $500,000 or more, then, uh, they always go with the latter category of family because that's their business interests. It's not personal thing they have to do that to self you know to self-perpetuate to survive and this year more than ever um that that's really important so you may not feel that you have financial strength but if you are um in that category you know that mass affluent category where you're not going to necessarily qualify for a lot of need-based aid or any you should definitely demonstrate that financial strength because like pearl said that's another thing like sat scores or a good essay or you know taking hard classes that can help your chances of getting in you don't have to like it by the way you, no. this might be offensive to you yeah i'm not saying it to be offensive don't just, shoot the messenger it's just the way it is yeah so so getting back to the question and i see a lot of uh, comments coming in here which is great um getting back to the question should you check the yes i need financial aid box our strategy is if you are demonstrating financial strength and you know you're not going to qualify because you researched it or you talked to us or something else I would check, no, I'm not applying for need-based aid, but I would still submit the FAFSA and the CSS profile. So check no, but still put in your forms. Exactly. Your worst case scenario is they'll say, did you mean to call to apply for need-based aid? You'll say, no, I don't want it. I thought I had to file the forms. To, to be considered for merit Yeah. in order whatever. to file for loans. Exactly. It may, not, it may be the case. It may not be the case. But um, either it'll be neutral or helpful at that particular college. It won't hurt you to do that. So that's why we say check the box. No, if you know you're not going to qualify, but submit your forms. Yep. And if you do the opposite, if you, um, I'm sorry, if you check the box, no, and you don't file the financial aid forms and it turns out you could have qualified, but you, now you've blown all the priority deadlines, that's not good either. So that's no. a corollary that I just had to throw in there. Exactly. And, and I'm sure we're going to get some questions about that. We have seen if you need financial aid and you are concerned about 
that hurting your chances of admission. And so you hedge your bets and you don't meet the financial aid deadlines. Schools will hold you to that and they will not necessarily award you or consider your finances <clears throat> if you are playing that game with them. Okay. I mean, we've seen that That's over true. and over. Yep. This year, I'm sure it'll be more hardcore than ever. Yep. Um, all right. So, Clau Albuquerque from Brazil. Uh, will requesting financial aid hurt my application? It could. It's not. Colleges claim it won't, but they are businesses, and a lot of them are need aware. But if you are not going to qualify, that's the second part that's of your question. Um, will it hurt your chances for merit? It'll actually help right. your chances for merit or be neutral. There's no. There's no negativity to that. Mm -hmm. It can only help. And in fact, again, it is a prerequisite to certain schools for that consideration altogether. So if you just want to be safe rather than sorry, submit your forms to all the schools that you're applying to. All right. Long question here from Stacy <laughs> Malna. Understanding the FAFSA needs to be filled out for merit-based aid, possibly, and assuming you right. probably won't qualify for need-based aid, but there's still a chance. Should someone check the box that you tend to pursue need-based aid? I know checking the box leaves a chance open that you can get need-based aid if you qualify, but does it hurt a child's chance to get in? If we later fill out the FAFSA and realize we won't qualify for need-based aid, can we send an email to the school, et cetera? So that's what we just covered. So if you want need-based aid and you think you might qualify, then I would check it off. If you, um, But that could hurt your chances of getting in. It really could. And so we covered the rest of that question. All right, Jer Pap. Uh, Filing for financial aid with a strong EFC is preferable to simply saying you do not require financial aid. Does the college look into the financial aid app prior to ED decisions? Um, it, met, it really varies from college to college. A lot of the mm -hmm. Ivy League schools claim that they are need blind. I think for the most part, that's true, but I'm a little suspicious. And um, many most schools are not need blind, so that could hurt your chances. Um, filing for aid with a strong EFC. So strong must mean high, I guess, is preferable to simply saying you don't, do not require financial aid. I would do both. I would say, no, I don't want financial aid, and here are my forms. That'll show that I don't qualify. Right. I have a high expected family contribution. Gail Madigan. Uh, so you, if you don't have financial strength, your child suffers for it as schools won't want to accept them. It's not that um, it's not that black and white, but it won't help. <clears throat> it certainly won't help. But But colleges have a balancing act to do. And I'm not, you know, listen, I'm not vouching for them and I'm not, you know, I'm not making a political statement here, mm -hmm. but they, most of them want to admit talented kids based on their merits, but they also have realities that they have to pay their own bills. Right. So college is not a pure meritocracy and some people have advantages and it could be um, high income. It could be race. It could be ethnicity. It could be that your parents went there. It could be that you're a recruited athlete. You know, some things are fair. Some things are not fair. And in fairness, just to round out this discussion, Every many schools, and of course, the more expensive and the greater the endowment, there is a certain amount that they must give away each year to to need based kids. So, don't I don't want to overstate what we're saying. It is just an admissions tactic, if you will, if you show financial strength. But oh. I don't want to unduly, you know, make everyone who is need based eligible fearful that they're not getting in. We have seen. We've we, we've worked with hundreds of clients every year and students of all financial ability and you get in and if you 
if you know, they, you're, listen, you're applying they may, to a school. They, sorry to interrupt, but they may not give a full uh, financial aid award. They may gap you. You know, the difference between what you deserve and what right. they give you oh, yeah. might be that's higher. Common. And that's common. I think this year it'll be even more common. Mm -hmm. But that means there'll be more room for negotiating also. Yeah. So your best bet is to have a bunch of offers from colleges that compete with each other and play them off against each other to help try to close that gap. If you need exactly. aid at these schools that are need aware, that will be one factor out of 20 or 25 um, that college admissions officers typically consider. Mm -hmm. um, but when they make cuts, that is one of the factors that can weigh more heavily, even though it's only one out of 25. Meaning if they have a pile of kids and they're trying to figure out, wow, all these kids seem qualified, how do we distinguish, you know, well, this one had a weaker uh, rigor uh, in, in their academic record. Yeah. Uh, they didn't take so many APs. This person says that they want to uh, go pre-med, but there's nothing in their a resume or their other background that is consistent with that. This person um, needs money. We can't afford to have them here. You know, we we have um, two and a half million dollars of a budget to be able to give out, and we're already at you know X, and we have all these other applicants you know to to go through. So it is a factor. It's not fair. It's just the way it is. Um, all right, Christy. We checked no last year, and the schools were confused when we filed FAFSA. I got calls from financial aid offices asking if we meant to check no. We are full pay, so we won't file this year. Even though we have two kids in college next year, we've already checked, and the schools don't require FAFSA for merit. Doesn't checking no show that you know you're full pay, and that could be attractive? Yes, it could be, and filing forms and confusing them is just one more thing that will make that point that you are full pay. So um, not all schools get confused, but many do. So that's, that's, that is a typical experience. Uh, Cloud, thank you, Cloud, for uh, for the good wishes. Carmen, what about early action? Does that affect your chances of getting merit aid? The colleges, um, they want you to apply early, and they they kind of claim that the earlier you put your applications in, you know, by the early action deadline, the, the greater your your chances are of getting money. Uh, I haven't really noticed that ever, you know, and anecdotally, we yeah. don't, we don't have thousands and thousands of clients each year. We have hundred or so each year. I think it helps. It helps the applicant just have the information back sooner rather than later Sometimes. in the event that you need to pivot. Not always. Though. Well, not always. But yeah. if you're an early action candidate and you meet those deadlines and therefore you hear back yes or no. We don't always. Know. <clears throat> That's the thing. Some early action? No, some of them delay until March. I mean, they, you know, they say they say you're going to be in line for money and you're going to you're going to hear back from us. Oh, for money. I thought both. you meant admissions. No, both. Both. Admissions? both. Yeah. Sometimes sometimes they don't respond early hmm. every year. Really depends. But um, it's nice to know. So some schools will, some schools won't, but I don't really see, you might as well just apply early action anyway, because why not? In, in case, out of superstition even, that's that's my advice to all the kids that I work with one-on-one. -on -one. Get it, And get it off your plate. Uh, Gail says, thank you, you are welcome. All right, Kathy, so happy <laughs> that Pearl and the VIP team are helping with our forms. Yes. Me too. Kathy, you are up early, right? You're out in, I think you're in Seattle, right? That's, uh, it's nice. Hobnobbing and I Bill believe Gates. I owe you an email. Yeah. Um, Denise. Hi. And uh, are you still taking clients to do FAFSA forms? You know we're already working together. We've been, <laughs> yeah. we've been talking all weekend. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she might mean others. Um, I know. We, we did shut down just to make sure that Pearl could accommodate everyone's early financial aid priority deadlines. So um, if they have a November 1 priority financial aid deadline, it's iffy, but because you are a client, and if you're going to refer someone, um, absolutely, we'll give you the secret um, back channel. But yes. on our website, no one can hire us currently. We're hoping to change that. 
<laughs> this is this is a little, a little behind the scenes here. Huh? I, I say to Pearl, I was like, do you want me to take on Markland? There's a lot of people who are interested, and you're like, yeah, 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 sure. I'm like, really? I see how hard you're working, and um, it's day-to-day. So um, any referral from the Chambers family is, is good in our books. Yes, thank you very much. Uh, all right, Nicole, uh, can you check the do not need financial aid for some schools on the Common App and not for others? Yeah, you can, because that's a supplemental question. Great question from yeah. Nicole. Um, <laughs> Denise, yes. Uh, thank you, Pearl. Of course. Uh, she'll email us. Awesome. All right, good. Anything else you want to enlighten people with before we wrap up and you go back to work? Go vote. I'm not going to take my clothes <laughs> off, <funny>. though. <laughs> what was that about? Because like, all these people are getting on social media and taking their clothes off and trying to influence people to vote. I'm not uh, going to do that. Yeah. Okay. Wasn't there like Amy uh, Schumer took oh, her clothes off God. and she's like, vote. I was thinking about the um, the guys on the Lakers who uh, took their shirts off, you know, for the who won the title the other night. But that maybe that's, that was, I don't think that has to do with voting. I wonder if there's crossover. There might be crossover. LeBron's very politically active. Yes. But his shirt was on. Oh. Okay. On that note, okay. we're going to let you go. <laughs> we're we're going to get back to work here. Thanks for watching and being part of our community. And we'll be back next week with another episode of College Coffee Talk. Tuesdays at 10 right here. Thanks Bye -bye. for listening Bye. to the College Planning Edge podcast. For more information about our Inner Circle Group Coaching Membership, which is a great way to dip your toes in the water of the whole college planning morass, um, and get access to our double secret software, College Guru software that helps you create a strategic list of colleges and identify fat, juicy, merit aid and need-based aid opportunities, as well as some other benefits, check out the Lockwood Inner Circle at lockwoodinnercircle.com and use the coupon code PODCAST for 50% off the first month's membership. Thanks for listening.